Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod, and welcome back to Good News. It is the first weekend in October, which means Good News Saturday is back for another round for another month. And I am alone for this one. Chris, uh, unfortunately, could not join me this time around. But that doesn't mean that the good news stops. That just means that I get to report these to you guys uh, on my own. Unfortunately, Chris isn't here to react. But I can still happily deliver these stories to you. Uh, we can get this weekend off to an amazing start. So, I don't really have a lot to say before getting into this one. You guys have heard my thoughts on the good news stories in the past. Um, you know how much I love them. You know how much I love uh, researching for them. If you've listened to the ones prior to this. But, you know, I will just say, I'm very excited. I'm always... <laughs> it becomes redundant. You know, I become a broken record in a sense at the beginning of these each month. Because each time I swear, I say I'm more excited for this month's than the previous months, um, and I, I kind of have to say it again here. <laughs> There's, there are one or two stories in particular that I absolutely love this time around, um, that just make it stick out so much, um, and I'm really excited. So, let's jump right in. So, the first story that I have this morning, if you've been following the news, whether in our show or seeing headlines across all different mediums, you will have seen, you know, you, you will have known about the Gabby Petito case. Gabby Petito, the 22-year-old who went missing a few weeks ago and whose body was found um, and her death was ruled a homicide with the police trying to locate her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Well, in light of her death, her family has taken the steps to start a foundation in her honor and her memory. Um, this is the Gabby Petito Foundation. And basically, the goal of this foundation is to help fund the search for other missing children. Um, you know, a lot of times we don't hear a lot about missing cases. Uh, there are tons of missing persons out there, but sometimes we don't hear about those cases. Sometimes those cases really aren't uh, publicized or they really aren't heard around the country and around the world. But this foundation aims to help in the search. It helps to um, get the word out there about these cases, and it, again, this is being started by the family of Gabby Petito. And at this moment, the, mis the mission statement hasn't been created, so it's unknown at this time whether the foundation will be just for missing children or whether it'll include missing adults as well. But I figured I'd throw this little story in here um, because it's just, it, it takes such a sad event in the death of Gabby Petito and really it, it does something with it. You know, the family, they're grieving, they're hurting, they're, you know, trying to get through all of this and it's definitely not easy losing someone you love, especially in those circumstances, 
Um, but they have still take you know they've taken it upon themselves to try to raise awareness for other missing children and missing persons um, by creating this foundation. And that's just, there's no proper word for that. <laughs> it's remarkable. You know, I need a thesaurus for these episodes because I run out of superlatives. Um, but it's just truly heartwarming. It's inspiring in a sense as well because it's just, it takes so much strength and, you know, it, it takes so much to push through a situation like this um, to create a foundation with this goal in mind. And I wish them the best of luck in getting this foundation up and running, and uh, I hope for its success. But we move into our next story. So, in Colorado, like many other places throughout the country, they are facing a school bus shortage. Well, a 12-year-old boy in a town in Colorado was kind of facing this problem because he would have to either endure um, very long bus rides or wait times, and he really didn't want to do that. Well, this boy is quite creative because he came up with an idea to help get around um, riding the bus and also he came up with an idea that saves his parents from driving him. They don't have to take the time out of their day, um, you know, or they don't have to work, get around work schedules or anything like that to drive him in. What he came up with was the idea to kayak across the reservoir that would allow him to get from his house to his school in a rather quick manner. He went to his dad with this idea, and initially his dad was apprehensive about it, and he said in the article that this came from uh, that it would have been very easy to say no. However, he eventually decided that this might be a good idea. You know, he was being creative, the son was being creative, and wanted to do something that his other friends weren't doing, so why not? Um, so they did a test run of this. The dad drove uh, the boy to the reservoir and watched him cross for the first time and the whole thing was a success the boy made it across he was a bit late to class but you know a little a little trial and error and they can get the uh, timing situation sorted out uh but overall just a really creative solution to this problem you know the boy could have just asked his parents to drive him you know, he could have come up with the idea to walk uh, to school, though it would have been a long walk. It was a five-mile uh, five mile drive, so a five-mile walk to the school. But instead of, you know, letting his parents drive him instead of walking, he kayaked across the reservoir. Now, I don't know about you, but that would not have been my first idea in that situation um I remember myself 12 years old you know I, I definitely never would have come up with this idea never um so props to this boy for being so creative props to him for executing 
his idea and actually making it work. Now, you know, just imagine <clears throat> you get to walk into school as a 12-year-old, you know, middle schooler around that time. And you get to tell your classmates and your teachers and whoever else, hey, I kayaked to school today. <laughs> That's really cool. You know, in my opinion, that that would be a really cool thing to be able to say uh, as a middle schooler. <laughs> but we move into story number three. And that is the oldest living U.S. veteran from World War II has just recently celebrated his 112th birthday. Uh, Lawrence Brooks, like I said, he's the oldest living U.S. veteran from World War II. He was celebrated by the National World War II Museum with a drive-by party. Now, they've been celebrating him for a few years now, but of course, with the COVID-19 pandemic, they have been... Uh, you know, they've had to resort to drive-by parties. But, you know, there there was a lot of entertainment at this party. You know, there was a, a performance from the museum's vocal trio. There was live music entertainment from musicians uh, throughout the city of New Orleans. And, you know, friends and family were dancing in the streets and having a great time. And uh, he even received words from the governor of Louisiana um, John Bell Edwards, who said, quote, Mr. Brooks, the entire state of Louisiana thanks you for your service, and we all wish you a joyous birthday, end quote. Now, one cool little fact about Lawrence Brooks as well is that he has lived in Louisiana for his entire life. Um, first, you know, being born in a smaller town in Louisiana, and then eventually moving to New Orleans in 1929, where he has lived ever since. So, <laughs> this is just really cool. 112 years old, um, you know, making it through World War II. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, we learn about the 20th century, you know, if you're around my age or a little older, you learn about the majority of the 20th century um, through history books and through, you know, just all different forms of history, whether in school or through your own research after you leave school or, you know, anything of the sort. He's lived through it all, born in 1909 and then living 112 years, just I can't imagine. Happy birthday to Lawrence Brooks. I know I'm a little late, but that is truly amazing. And moving into story number four, Taisha Swinton Buck was named the Maryland Principal of the Year. And this award kind of came with a huge surprise. Uh, Taisha Swinton Buck is the principal for Digital Harbor High School in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, Al Roker, who is a longtime member of NBC, kind of presented them a huge, huge surprise. Essentially, this prize was that Comcast, the parent company of NBC, was giving every student at Digital Harbor High a free Dell laptop. 
And beyond that, they were also getting free internet access from Comcast for an entire year. Beyond that, Digital Harbor High was getting 1,400 more free Dell laptops, and 1,600 other laptops were going to um, other programs at Baltimore schools. Now, this is just, and there's more, you know, you might be wondering how'd she get the, um, the award, you know, what's so special about the school? Well, Swinton Buck became principal of Digital Harbor High three years ago. And ever since she became principal, the school has been absolutely thriving. They've been setting new records in attendance in grade performance, in graduation rate, all these different things. They've been getting uh, these, you know, they've been setting all these records. And everyone in the school loves this principal. Um, You know, the students say that she makes them want to be there. Um, They've set up different, like, programs and different rooms that students can go to for different necessities and things like that 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 they might not be able to get at home or or anywhere else. So Comcast decided to reward all the efforts made by the students and by Swinton Buck by giving them these laptops, by giving them uh, this internet access. Just this whole thing is huge. Uh, And it's amazing. It's amazing what one person can do. You know, Swinton Buck comes into the school, a new principal, and really just, you can tell by watching the video that accompanied the story, um, the energy that exists in those students and, and between the principal and the students. And it's just truly wonderful to see. The energy is amazing. Everyone seems, you know, so happy to be there. Uh, The principal seems, you know, just absolutely energetic. And you have to love that. And to see all that energy, you know, that happiness and that connection paying off through these attendance records and grade performance and graduation rate, it's a bit... (laughs) There are no words. You know, I've, you know... Again, I need to come up with more superlatives because I keep running out and I don't want to sound like a broken record because these stories, things like this are just, you know, I don't have words again, (laughs) just wonderful, truly, truly just wonderful. And now we get into story number five. And for this one, we move to the Netherlands because one of the biggest grocery store chains in the country uh, is coming up with a creative way to, you know, just help elderly people socialize, uh, to help those that might be suffering from loneliness and might just want someone to chat with. So essentially what they are doing, this comes from the grocery store chain known as Jumbo. And they are coming up with checkouts that allow elderly people to go and just have a nice chat with the cashier behind the counter. Uh, It's meant to be like a slow-moving 
checkout. Uh, that way, these elderly people can, you know, just have a way to talk to someone, have a way to get out and meet people and socialize and have a good time and feel like they have a connection to someone. Um, the country right now has more than 1.3 million people who are over the age of 75, and the government has pushed for more programs to assist and support the elderly. Um, and so all different companies are trying to come up with ideas like this, and Jumbo has has created one that really seems to be picking up popularity. And they say that by this time next year, they will have 200 stores with these checkouts. Uh, they're called chat checkouts. And they also have in some of the stores uh, what's called the chat corner, where essentially these elderly people can go and grab a nice cup of coffee and uh, chat with the people you know, right around there and just have a good time again. Another way to meet people. And, you know, this is just really cool, in my opinion. Um, because, yeah, no, you definitely hear about it. It can be lonely. You know, you hear a lot of stories about elderly people um, and how it can get lonely at times for them. Uh, sometimes they don't have anyone that they can talk to. They don't have anyone around. So it can become kind of tough. But to have something like this where they can go out and have a conversation, you know, they're guaranteed to have a conversation with someone if they go through uh, this checkout, you know, it gives them a chance to socialize. It gives them a chance to go out and do exactly what the goal of this was, is just to meet people, to talk to people, to make connections. That way that loneliness may not hit them as hard and, and they have something to look forward to and they have a way to just, you know, increase their happiness and increase their uh, outlook on life. And I think this is a really cool idea. You know, and in the article, the company was talking about how the world is becoming increasingly digitalized and we're always focused on going faster and faster, but they wanted to come up with a way um, to just slow down a little bit and allow the elderly to, you know, have their chance to just, again, socialize, to enjoy their time out and to not be overwhelmed by the quickness of the world. So I thought this was really, really great. But I have one more story. Story number six. And guys, I can only describe this story as adorable. And I will be the first to admit that I almost cried while reading this because it's so adorable. So Danielle Kroll is an optician. And if you don't know what that is, uh, an optician is someone who works with people's eyes and Kroll tends to work with younger children. Well, in a lot of cases, younger children are afraid to have anyone work on them or come anywhere close to them, especially when it comes to their eyes. It can be a very scary situation and, um, I can definitely speak from experience on that. Uh, it can be a very uncomfortable situation, especially when you're very young and you know, Kroll said she had a lot of cases where children would be absolutely terrified to wear the glasses or 
wear an eye patch or let her anywhere close to their eyes. And that's where Truffles the kitty comes in. Truffles is a stray that Kroll found um, in Pennsylvania and took home with her. And the thing about Truffles is that she loves glasses. She absolutely adores wearing glasses, and so Kroll has actually used this to help her patients. Uh, Truffles works with Kroll, <clears throat> comes into the office with her, and when a child is scared um, or upset by the idea of wearing glasses or an eye patch, uh, Truffles will come out of the back and hop up next to the child and uh, let Kroll put on a you know, put a pair of little glasses on her. And she absolutely, like I said, she absolutely loves the glasses. Um, so it makes her happy. And the child, more times than not, according to Kroll, um, ends up being really happy too. It acts as a real comfort to them. Um, and then, you know, tears turn to smiles and laughter. And the child is, you know, a lot more willing to wear the glasses and, or the eye patch. And it doesn't even stop there because Kroll and Truffles are actually, you know, they work on a... <coughs> it doesn't even stop there because Kroll and Truffles uh, have been doing a fundraiser for the Miracle... For the... For the have been doing a fundraiser for the Miracle... Uh, children's miracle network okay <clears throat> and it doesn't even stop there because Kroll and truffles have been doing a fundraiser uh for the children's miracle network which helps uh children get the treatment that they need this helps millions of children all across the country um and it's just a truly wonderful thing that they do honestly like i can't even see right um, you know, I have no vision, but just the thought, just the image in my head of a cat with tiny little glasses on was just so adorable to me. <laughs> you guys don't understand this story. Just the headline, uh, when I first saw it just made me smile. This is just absolutely adorable. It's absolutely wonderful. And these children, they create connections with truffles. Um, and that really helps them get through these hard times when they're self-conscious to wear glasses or the eye patch. Uh, some children will regular, regularly visit um, with truffles when they need, you know, adjustments to their glasses or anything else. And... You know, they form a real connection, and it really helps them uh, have a better outlook on their situation. It, it helps them get through the whole thing a lot easier. And again, the thought of a cat with glasses or an eye patch is just... <laughs> it's so adorable, I can't even tell you guys. Um, but that is the last story for this morning. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know I definitely did. Uh, I know I said at the beginning that I was really excited for this. And, well, I was not let down. Sharing these stories with all of you has been absolutely wonderful yet again. And I 
can't wait to get into this again uh, in November. Don't want to rush the month away, but I always love doing these episodes. And hopefully Chris will be back with us next time uh, so that he can share in the fun and in the in the joy. But we will definitely be back on Monday. Um, until then, though, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at BBP News Official. Link in the show notes there. Uh, you will get all the breaking news, all the latest news and headlines. And make sure to follow us on our personal accounts. Again, links in the show notes where we talk about anything and everything and have our own little rants and discussions. And it's a great time, so don't miss out. Make sure to check out our Medium articles as well, where we are talking about different news and what goes on uh, here on the podcast, so don't miss out on all of that. But that is it from me this morning, you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Smile, laugh, have a good time, and we'll see you soon.